俺お前は酒を運ぶ役目なんだいいかよく覚えておけこのハゲって言うんですかハゲじゃない剃ってるだけで言うんですかAnd welcome to episode 104 of the Films and Swear Movie Podcast.、Yeah. If you're listening to us for the first time, we're a movie podcast from Scotland. Are we? <laughs> we spoil the fuck out of films chosen from cinematic alphabet, decided by a coin toss. I'm your host, Stuart, and joining me across Skype tonight is my co host, the no care, always swearing, Harry Walker. Yeah, I've been promoted to co host. I don't、yeah. ju- I'm not just joining you this week. <laughs> It's because I've actually read it from the notes this week. Nice.、Uh, tonight we are talking about not one, but two movies. Yeah. Yep.、Uh, for the letter K in our cinematic alphabet, we've chosen Kill Bill. One and two. Volumes one and three. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so it's volume one from 2003 and volume two from 2004. From director Quentin Tarantino. Director of Pride to Kill Bill, what's he done? Eh? Pride to Kill Bill, what? Prior to Kill Bill,、right. what films has Quentin Tarantino directed? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I want the pointless answer. The pointless answer? No, they can only get the fucking. What's it called? You don't even get that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's still doing, I think. <laughs> That's not even his, is it? Okay, I, he starred in that one. That's, That's fine. That's what I'm Yep.、Um, We're looking for films directed、oh, by Quentin Tarantino. Fucking Django. Prior to 2003. Oh, he can rub it up your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dirty. <laughs> That's it. It, 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 it. Go put your camera back on so I can see you waving the white flag of defeat. No! <laughs> I'll, I'll say them and they'll ring bells now. Quentin Tarantino is the director of films such as Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah, kid, man. Seen it? No.、Uh, Pulp Fiction. Right. <laughs> and Jackie Brown. Oh, I've not seen that. Okay. So, I think you're one out of three there. Yeah, for the priors. Aye. Before we go on to talk about Kill Bill at any length, we need to warn our audience at home.、Okay. Why do we need to warn our audience at home, Andrew? You've got the wrong mic. Oh no. How are you? Wait. Maybe this will help. That's better. Okay, Andrew, so why do we need to warn the people at home? What? About spoilers? Aye. Because it's time、oh, well. to listen to. Oh, you fucking loser, spoiled it! I've spoiled the spoiler alarm,、yeah. which is chosen from <laughs> wrestlers of so, days past. Wrestlers of the certain letters of the alphabet. Yes. And since we're at <laughs> We forgot about Kane and went straight to Kurt Angle. Yeah, you should have went Kane. 
difficult fucking metal version. Well, let's see. This is ye old WWE Kurt Angle. What about when he went to TNA? What was it? Oh, there's a siren. That sounds like a spoiler alert. This is like a fucking whale getting raped. Wait for it. Oh, some shit bass. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So this is telling you, if you haven't seen Kill Bill 1 or 2 yet, don't fucking listen to this show. Unless you enjoy an audiobook experience, as told by two Scotsmen. Yeah. Trying to tell you about a a 10-year-old pulp culture fucking... Pop culture. Action movie mashup. Aye. Alright, Kurt, that's enough. Oh, get rid of that bitch. I know, it was the very next track that's coming up was Chris Benoit's theme song. Oh. That's, that's something. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't hear about him nowadays. What's happened to Chris? How's he killing me? Okay. <laughs> so yes, that should be enough time for you to go, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's enough time for us to tell you. Right, okay. We're going to spoil Kill Bill. You alright with that? Right, that's fine. Done. Okay, we can now spoil it by telling you that this film stars Uma Thurman uh-huh. as Beep, uh, Lucy Liu as Oren Ishii, e. Vivica A. Fox. It's Orishi E. Okay, settle hen. No. Vivica A. Fox as uh-huh. Vernita Green, Daryl Hannah as Ellie Driver. What's her code name? Um, now, she wasn't Black Man, but was she? No. No. I don't know, Andrew. I've just done a simple copy and paste. It was a, it was California something. One eye cunt. Aye. I've got yep. one eye. I'm from California and I'm blonde, so eat it. Snake. Snake. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. And David Carradine is Bill. Has he got Michael a fucking Mad- code name? Uh, I reckon. Never noticed fucking that getting mentioned whatsoever. I'm like, what's Big that Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy. Fucking Snake Charmer. Closer Lurker. <laughs> well, come on. It's <laughs> a bit early. Uh, we've also got Michael Madsen, Michael Parks, uh, Sonny Chiba. Michael now known Parks? As- yes. I'll, I'll inform you of his role soon. Oh, was he uh, the chief? Aye. Oh, Sony Chiba right, is in this. Aye. But he's now credited. He's he's changed his name. Is he? Yes, he's now uh, Tsunichi Chiba. Right. I was just when I was copying those out. But he was called Sonny. What's happened to Sonny? Who is Tsunichi? He doesn't uh, need a Western name anymore. Uh, we've also got Gordon Liu as Johnny, uh, Julie Dreyfus as Sophie Fatale. Andrew, could you tell me the plot to Kill Bill, Volume 1? Well, bitch, bitch, bitch gets her ass kicked by five guys, shot in the heat, but lives and then wants to act, enact her revenge yes. on everyone that done Good her point. wrong. Yes. That's, That's it. That is pretty much it. 
before we started the discussion, was this the first time you've watched Kill Bill? No, I'd seen it once before. Yes. And my granddad used to copy DVDs. (laughs) I think I was there that time you watched it. (laughs) Were you? I think I I do remember one occasion where we double-billed both movies. I'm sure that was the first and only time I'd seen it. Aye, because that's it. it. I think I'm the sim- in basically the same boat. Like, seen it when it first came out. Yeah. Not at cinemas, but when it eventually appeared on DVD. And then I think I watched it again with you when, obviously, it was the first time you watching it. Mm-hmm. And just spent a, a whole night going through this bloodshed. I know. Of, like, what goes wrong when you piss off women. <laughs> Didn't go near her, she's too dry. <laughs> I'm all out of Vaseline. Okay, let's get to the notes. I did like... That, that is the thing with Quentin Tarantino films. There is going to be a horrendous amount of nodding towards things. Uh-huh. Like, to the point where you're going to need a neck brace because you're going to be tired of like all the nods. Like the opening credits, like the nod towards the old Shaw Brother movies. Yeah. Like that old music, and then you got like the retro, uh, our future presentation symbol, mm-hmm. oh, logo shot popping up. Right, our opening scene, the the church. Yeah. Where it, it's just like that horrific shot of just her lying, caked in blood, breathing heavy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> really, nowadays it's like you're watching the fucking WWE. Every time there's a spit of blood on camera, it goes black <laughs> and white. Yeah. She's lying there trying to tell Bill that she's carrying his baby. Get shot in the past. Baby's your bang. Aye. Don't you finish that sentence. It's fine. I stopped her her before she said the word baby. It's fine. (laughs) You get the... That fucking song. My bang bang. He shot me down. Bang bang. My baby. (laughs) Like Jesus Christ. That's going to be stuck in my head now. Like you're mean, at, least it, at least it was in the down, 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 down. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> hip hop version. I don't think I've heard that one, frankly. Nah, who was it that did it? Uh, that French cunt with a huge nose, who's a DJ. Yep. You can be any cunt popular. Andrew, I'm doing a movie podcast. How do I know my French DJs? <laughs> I don't. Oh, shut your mouth. Aye, so the, the opening credits, he has this theme where everything's shown in its list, mm-hmm. which is a nice little touch. Yeah. Uh, we get our chap, and again, the boy loves his chapters in movies. I know. Um, have you watched this latest one, Hateful Eight, yet? Yes. I, like, I'm trying to think. I've not seen Django for a while, but you must... I can't remember if it's all of his films that he does include this chapter thing, because I remember Hateful Eight does have the chapter thing as well. And the the classic Quentin Tarantino, you're watching a movie in the wrong order, right. style of storytelling. Makes you, want to, it makes you need to pay attention. Yeah. Yes. Wait, where the fuck There's also I... that little part of you that wishes there was a, a fan edit yeah. in chronological order. Yeah, that'd be like cool. what if you just watch Pulp Fiction as it happened? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, you just it's, rather than starting in a diner and finishing in a diner, and this that next, like wait a second, he died halfway through the film. How is he like leaving the fucking pancake place with Sam Jackson at the end? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's out there. I've just not looked for it. This one, this first chapter uh, in Pasadena, California. Mm-hmm. I, it makes sense as you watch the film why we got this part first. Sorry. Because obviously this is the bride going after Vivica A. Fox's character. Yeah. Uh, Pasadena is it, in Texas. I, I just written what was on the screen. Oh, I can't remember talking about the shit, maybe. Hey, maybe, maybe Quentin Tarantino's shit geography. Like, he knows his pop culture, but geography, fuck. Didn't he, didn't he, didn't he mention it to him? Um, like, it's just the way it fucking goes, like, chap on your pal's door, next thing, fucking kung fu fight kicks off. Mm. Like, and it's still like a bull in a china shop fight. Like, smash every sheet of glass in your house. Yeah. It's like an 80s Jackie Chan film. Um, like, even the fancy china gets broke. Aye, on purpose. Aye. It's like, this house is a write-off. Fuck it, I'll destroy <laughs> everything. I can, I'm gonna die in the next five minutes. May as well destroy the mother-in-law's plates. <laughs> But you get like that injection of humour, like when school bus pulls up and they're in the middle of like their knife fight, <laughs> and the wee lassie yeah. comes in and she's like, "What the like, fuck?" No in front of my baby. Aye, <laughs> and that's that thing. It's like, "Yep, that damn dog got in again." <laughs> you fucking dog. It's like that dog came in, wrecked the fucking house, bloodied both of yous. The the bear would have kid that that was fake. Because if that was real, <laughs> she would not become. She'd be like, uh, fucking dogs, that's what I fucking happened. So you I go get that dog time. and slit his head throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been brilliant if the dog was like code. It's like, aye, that damn dog, aka shotgun under your bed. <laughs> you go get that damn dog. You load that damn dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> you fell in full of treats. <laughs> <laughs> You br- you get you get the Doug's lead. Bring it here. Doug's going out. <laughs> <laughs> See that? I've also got a fucking backup gun in the cereal. Okay, <laughs> that was fucking unexpected. I couldn't remember that, but like, what's she making cereal for at this time of day? <laughs> it makes so much sense now because you look back. The fucking cereal box is called Kaboom. Is it? Aye. Right, there must be that thing where like Cheerios. Quito's, kaboom, right, no, never use kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fucking decoy in case one of those fucking snakes show up in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Just offer them a bowl of cereal. I'm sure Bud would happily accept the bowl of cereal, but... Definitely. He <laughs> <laughs> was so philosophical uh, when he came into it, too. He is one of the fucking best fuck in this film. You didn't see him much in volume one, but... I, 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 he steals the second volume, really. Mm. We'll get there. Um, but I, she knifes the bitch. Like, fucking uh, throws the knife across the room, nails her to the wall, almost. You'd think if she was, like, a super assassin, she wouldn't have messed with that range. What? With the knife or the gun? The gun. Aye. 
I don't know, maybe she's under stress. Like, like, what's the bear doing in her room? And she just hear, uh-huh. like, hmm. Mum's open. Mum's seen the treat in the kaboom cereal box. So do you, and when after that happens, do you think Quentin Tarantino will make a third volume? It, it is on IMDb, but he's a guy that gets that much. I think he's he's moved on from Kill Bill now. Yeah. Like I think he's probably had enough of it. He seems to be in his old West phase, where he's now kind of done two Western movies. Yeah. Almost. So there there is a couple potential storylines that they can use for a third one. I I was thinking of the revenge you fucking Copperhead or something like that. Aye, okay. Thing he's done. And it's like when the bride gets back to the, the fucking pussy wagon. Yeah. Sits in. And you notice that she's already scored off Lucy Lou. Yeah. And drives off. And you get the fucking uh, chapter two, which really is now the continuation of the beginning of the film. Aye. Like, that black and white sequence at the front. And you get the father, son, sheriffs showing up. <laughs> Who is, like... Uh, Michael Parks and the son is his actual son James Parks so father son sheriffs father son actors nice I know was it just a case that he fucking drove his dad to set that day just hoping I'll just sit and watch his work QT it's cool I'll just just sit here oh guy this shirt does look like a sheriff shirt (laughs) is it right get in the film just because I like your dad (laughs) it's the fucking dialogue that that comes out of this film is always one of the best parts of like Quentin Tarantino's films like how Parks is describing it as like the blood spattered uh, angel (laughs) (laughs) cocksucker ain't dead (laughs) (laughs) um and like that takes us right to all this the fucking hospital stuff. Like this is I do love like so much parts of this film, but it Disney really like if we had ranked Quentin Tarantino films, this Disney really go that far up. Like he has he's done better ones before and he's done better ones since then. Mm-hmm. Well. But this one does like it is a fucking brilliant film. It has so many excellent moments in it. And, like, just even, like, Ellie Driver's uh, hospital get-up. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you're just thinking, like, what fucking film is he tin that for? Like, the fucking nurse's eye patch and... Mm-hmm. Like, easily, these are nods to some form of... Uh, exploitation films or softcore porno he's, he's seen <laughs> fucking 20 years ago and he just remembered like that eye patch I'll need that one day <laughs> <laughs> for and, myself for anyone I don't know <laughs> I'll, there'll be a use for that one day and you get the Ellie Driver's there hmm. to finish off the bride yeah aka and Black Mamba Aye. Bill phones her seconds before she gets a killer and tells her, Aye. just leave her. <laughs> She's going fucking crazy. You don't owe her shit! And that's it, it kind of like, he cams are doing, in a sense, like, 
he kind of he's like the puppet master to these women. Yeah. I, 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 it's just weird. It would be great to see what the backstory or prior to the bride fucking off and screwing everything up. Yeah. Just how he worked as a group and how Bud fell into the mix. Oh, prequel, you mean? Yeah, yeah, just like all the fucking nasty snake squad or whatever the shit they were. Deadly <laughs> what they were called. squad, I think. Yeah, and that nasty snakes and so much better. Totally. <laughs> um, so it jumps four years later. Uh-huh. And... <clears throat> You know, it's like when she wakes up, it has that like that Mad Max moment when the fucking bullet leaves the chamber and goes to her uh, face. Like that was everything shy of like an eyeball exploding. <laughs> <laughs> and she wakes up with the the fucking whole tin plate and like the horrific moment where she realizes like her baby's gone. Uh, that was that was well acted, I thought. Uh, that, that, that's the the reaction you'd expect. When you wake up, it's like, <gasps> my stomach, <laughs> it's gone. What time is it? What's going on? Why Where's my keys? Because <laughs> um, that's like, the first impression you get is like, oh fuck, she lost the kid. Mm. And really, no, like it's so easy to talk about it and like how she's gonna go get her kid back, but that's the fucking cliffhanger to this movie. Like the last words said in it is basically. Bill saying to what's left of well, Lucy Liu. Volume one. Aye. Oh. Like, that's the cliffhanger that you're left to sit with for like a year. Oh. Is the fact that, does she know about her daughter? And you're like, oh, no! <laughs> you truly are evil, Bill. Aye. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like you're raising her with Japanese samurai films. <laughs> um, but aye, the whole, like, she's being used as, like, I was going to say a human doll, but just as a human fleshlight. Oh. Really, that, that's all it is, because they're just saying, like, buck. Some, like, I, buck. I, and I have one I, buck, here, like, fuck. I, like, he's the whole fucking pimp in this, where he's, he's setting up transactions for, like, extras of Adam Sandler movies to come <laughs> in and, <laughs> and shoot their load up her dried-out cooch. <laughs> and it was just the state of that fucking Vaseline tubs. Oh, oh. It was covered I, in pubes. <laughs> you can, that's a workman's tub of fucking lube. <laughs> that's been a rude. It's a journeyman. <laughs> but it was nice to see, like, that dude with a deep voice for Adam Sandler films just <laughs> show up. And like how like he warns her for some reason it's her, she's got like the spits for no reason whatsoever. Uh, it's like, like that's just a whatever thing. Whatever you do, you don't hit her. <laughs> Aye, if she if you come back and she's got a fucking shiner, the whole gig's up. Uh-huh. It, it's that thing, obviously. I'm trying to remember what the fuck did she bite? Was it her his bottom lip? Aye, she dug her teeth into it. Aye. Sometimes I think back and I think it's his tongue, but it, it couldn't be. Nah, it was just It's just how fucking stretched she had it. I know. Like, that was disgusting. It's like, how did and he die? I, I <laughs> did know, he drown like, on his own lip blood? Could have, maybe. Fuck knows, but... 
Um, this woman's a deadly weapon. I'm sure she could just twist the fucking head off his shoulders. <laughs> and this part now is easily my favourite part of this. Like, the whole hospital sequence where she climbs out of the bed. The whole mm. is like, it's the Bambi thing. Like, fucking dead uh, legs. There's no what the fuck's going on. It all worked. <laughs> and Buck's, like, walking back. He's <laughs> like, how the, why the fuck's he got a pair of, like, Elvis sunglasses? Like, he, he, it just, like, highlighted the pimpness of him. Like, has, has she got, like, a fucking diary of appointments where guys just show up and, like, fire a shot up her? And he's just there handling the money and the appointments. But it's the score to this scene. Like, it just adds that extra element of, like, tension. Mm. Like, the thought of he's coming back. She's killed the guy and lying on the floor. Like, she's fucked if he comes back. But it's just like, I can't think of what instrument it is, but it's almost like the piano keys, like, building it. And he's getting closer and closer. He walks in the room. Goes past her, just sees that, and it's the fucking, the, like, the Achilles tendon popping in his ankle. Yeah. Just the quick, whoosh, and he's like, fuck! <laughs> and he just, like, just drops, not like he falls forward, it just, like, he drops straight down almost. Yeah. And the, the fucking, the fucking head, the... It's never a comfortable thing to watch his right. head getting fucking slammed and in the fucking door. And you see slowly getting made me retarded as she does it. It's like, don't hit me in the head. Don't hit me no more, please. <laughs> he's, he's getting Forrest Gump on her. Right. <laughs> well, it, it's the scenes, like, every time the fucking door, you could you could hear there's metal in that frame, like, right. and there's no give. The only give is the sound of his skull slowly cracking each, each fucking time. And then, like, that last snap, and you get the fucking, the, the death rattle, uh, the foot wiggling. Like, uh, yeah. That was a nice sweet leg switch you got. That, that shit always just kind of unsettles me. Like, all the way back to the fucking Texas Massacre films. I've never never seen them. But through the, the one of Channel 4, like, like, top 50 scary moments in movies or something. Yeah. It's always like the shot of I think somebody gets hit in the head with like a like a mincing hammer, yeah. like if you wanted to tenderize meat. Ah, uh, meat tenderizer. No, mincing hammer. Never heard of that before. Oh well, like he was mince after it when he got hammered, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he got drunk <laughs> and then he got minced. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as fucking like Leatherface hits him, all you just see is his legs going like doing a fucking jig. Across the floor yeah. as he's being dragged away, and like that just has never left me. It's so unsettling, but like it's like so appropriate for the fucking. It's like right enough, okay, that must be really authentic. Like that just gives you that fucking extra element. Like oh, quick, he's having, he's went into fucking shock. Get the cameras rolling. Uh, production value. <laughs> they just didn't show you. I'm foaming at the movies. He's being dragged into the fucking medical bay. <laughs> um, so aye, she kills Buck, steals his keys. Yeah. Like that has to be a present for your wife now that she drives, like a big, big old pussy wagon keyring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want a kin. How in the thirty hours she laid that car trying to get her legs working. 
I'm naked fin <laughs> two dead bodies. <laughs> then they went to go check on fucking Buck's car. Yeah. Or Buck. <laughs> or the two fucking other patients in that room. <laughs> <laughs> and like this gets to the point now where it's like Quentin Tarantino easily must have a thing for feet. The, the amount of time that camera spent focused on her uh, big no. toe. I think it was just because of feet like alien feet. But it was easily just fucking must have been stroking material for Quentin. Yeah. Like, just, oh, just leave the camera there. If I could just show this in 70mm film. 70mm, <laughs> no way. Has just, he done this? Imagine, nah, this is, he did do that for the whole Hateful Eight, but like, oh. if he could go back in time, I'm sure he would shoot those feet on film. And just play it in his house. <laughs> Definitely. In his home cinema. Nah, yeah, only like a wee 14 inch black and white telly. That's his favourite. <laughs> That's it's cinema. The wallpaper to his, it's the wallpaper to his mobile phone. <laughs> it just, just comes just on the with just a <laughs> <laughs> No, it has to be a still image or he, he just can't even function in public if he just looks at his phone. <laughs> Just all the blood leaves the brain. Well, goes that's, why you, you, that's why you say fucking weird and quirky. <laughs> You're just thinking about the fucking the foot in his, <laughs> on his phone in his pocket. It's like, I can't stay I just can't no look. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the, the Oren Ishii oh, yeah, anime backstory? That's cool. I loved it. Maybe make it a nice... the fucking Linkin Park fucking video. Music video. Uh. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I think it was breaking the habit. There you go, for anyone that needed to know that. Mm. Like, but what one? <laughs> is it... <laughs> what, 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 I've lost the name. Is it, is it In The End? Oh my uh, yes, Andrew, In The End. That didn't even matter. Moving oh, on. Geez. It was nice to include like this, like, the, the anime style and like just proof of how fucking violent... Like, anime is at times yeah like how what the, the, the was it the statue of limitation right. like when some dude's getting his face fucking smashed like in anime you could look it could look like a fucking how distorted and fucking mangled when cunts are getting their heads kicked in right. like they just get it's just fucking crazy and the fucking blood fountains that just like I know. The whole... They just didn't give like, a fuck. I, like, it is. This, these films are clearly, like, his, uh, like, love letters to, like, Eastern, like, East Asian cinema. Yeah. Like, I think they say that Volume 1 is focusing on Japanese cinema, and then uh, Volume 2 focuses on Hong Kong cinema. Uh-oh. Which is pretty obvious with, like, the Kung Fu training in the second film, and all the, the fucking samurai... Uh, sword work in the first yeah so it makes sense to throw anime in there as well because that's another huge part of like japanese cinema yeah let's see ah you were saying 13 hours later yeah after the fucking anime the, the man from okinawa uh, the like even though i i have seen very 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 little of like sony chiba's career Mm-hmm. His films, I've seen, I think I've seen pretty much hardly fuck all of them. Like, this, um, like, he was in a couple of random Hong Kong films. I know he was in, like, the second Battle Royale movie. And but... Tokyo Drift. 
<laughs> Tokyo Drift. I, I, I've seen that at some point. Yeah. Um, because you love that fucking main actor's acting. Who's the main actor in Tokyo Drift? Exactly. Nobody can. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that acting? Was that great? Um, One Vin Diesel never done. Did he know to show up at the fucking end? Aye, aye. That's it. Which like, was actually the end of the fucking seventh film, if you think about it. Stop, stop it, it hurts. <laughs> like, I, I seriously fucking love Sonny Chiba in this movie. Aye. Like, the scenes with him and, like, the other dude in the back. Like, the, the fucking Japanese dialogue where they're fucking tearing into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they're watching my soaps. Like Aye, making tea, watch soaps like lazy. Aye, like shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just the fucking razor sharp dialogue. Like just the way this fucking say. I always say that's a bit Japanese, but oh, it just seems like such a fucking sharp language. Like if somebody's angry, they don't even need to be angry if they're talking to you. But every word in Japanese, like the guy is like, "Hi, how's it going?" Oh, you fuck. What have I done? What have I done? Konnichiwa. <laughs> uh, like that's it. You can just feel like you could just sit and recite the dialogue. Kunichiwa. <laughs> it's like, oh, very good. Like the guy, fucking, he has this excellent screen presence and charisma. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, he's just sitting there, like wiping down the table, just oh, well, like, pleasantries with like the woman he's serving, and then she mentions the fucking name. And it, like, I do. Aye, and you hear the boy fucking dropping the tea in the next room. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, something. Is that? I do think it's. I think if it's actually that Hanzo, but I couldn't. Uh, there is something like that. Like the most famous swords have all been. Were all done by this one person, mm-hmm. or or it was this one family, and it was passed down the generations. Yeah, I have fuck knows. You know more about that than me, um, but. Uh, let's see. I he, she's saying you like samurai swords. I like baseball. Yeah. Why <laughs> just launch a ball at her? Ah, uh, you know what you are doing with that sword. <laughs> and it gives you like the one month later, and uh, Hanzo's broken a twenty-eight year oath to God. Yeah. Just God's because not going of. To be pleased. Yeah, it's like, but she's a blonde American. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to help me here, God. There's, there's <laughs> you, like, <laughs> did they don't say oh, like, if you see God, cut him for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's on my list. Like, fuck. <laughs> Everyone has a fuck list, but no, she has a fucking kill list. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fifth chapter, uh-huh. the showdown at the House of Blue Leaves. Yes. Where she basically. You get like that wee shot of her flying across to Japan. With like, her sword out. Yep, yeah, like where <laughs> that's as common as an umbrella in fucking Tokyo, so it seems. Like, I don't know if like they're prone to having fucking samurai, samurai fights. Yep. Planes. Mm hmm. Like, I fuck it. Like, no one's going to mess with you. Thank God, like, fucking Japan's no terrorists. Or you be absolutely <laughs> fucked. This is maybe why Every people don't fuck with Japan. It's like, ah, they've all got swords. I'm not going to bother. Uh, we get to see the lassie from Battle Royal. Alright. Uh, Gogo. Yeah. Her backstory, which, like, has a theme of, fuck it, let's just 
uh, fuck up perverts. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, it's like Japanese perverts always have to have, like, the most fucked up teeth. <laughs> I noticed that. He was fucking crazy teeth. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm not sure if <laughs> poor buggers are bad teeth in Japan. It's like, don't, don't label me as a pervert. <laughs> yeah, aren't you? Oh, well, what does the matter? Just because I got bad well, teeth, you didn't the kid what happened, that's what happens when you show up drinking sake in a school <laughs> uniform. <laughs> of course, half the bar's going to come over, <laughs> offer you more drink. Do I like Ferraris? Give you, like, fucking millions of yen for your underwear. Oh, ah. Just to buy you more from a vending machine outside. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, we can see Johnny Moe. Oh. Who is, like, that's uh, this incarnation of Gordon Liu. In this movie, anyway. Mm-hmm. The, the, the general of the 88, crazy 88. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, it gets, it, it gets told, that's the introduction of him, anyway. Aye. Like, that's the other thing they love is, well, what is it? Um, Uma Thurman's character pretty much narrates yeah. the majority of the film. Like, giving everyone the backstory at home, explaining, like, like Oren's uh, power struggle with the other Japanese. Uh, Yakuza's because well I said they looked at her as like this half breed bitch leader uh, she's not even half cast she's fucking three cast try cast oh they don't like that <laughs> but that's fine she just fucking chops heads off and <laughs> it's like what's worse she switches the English yeah. to tell them off like if that's, any of you sons of bitches have anything so to say Whatever it's called to them. I know, so they're like, all sitting there with their Japanese to English dictionaries going, wait, 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 wait. Okay, sounds that wait. French woman was there to translate. Ah, right enough, I forgot about her. <laughs> the French, why was she French? She was French. I know. Or real I know, life? But, uh, no, well, fuck, I never looked. But oh, I just noticed her, her surname was Dreyfus, so I think if she's the oh. daughter of the dude for Jaws, but... Like a Richard Dreyfus, the fucking city boy. Mm-hmm. He might Maybe. have had a daughter. Probably had film. a fucking nine daughters. You know, like if if there's only a place we could look up these things, like a like a a database for movies on the internet. No way that will okay. ever come to be. Aye. To the Kickstarter <laughs> or the Indiegogo. Aye. Um. That when I, I said this already, when she flies to Tokyo uh, and you get that mental trumpet work, that was awesome. I, I I'm convinced that's like maybe the theme for the Green Hornet TV show. Aye. no, I think it was actually in the film as well because I've heard it before. Yeah, oh, well, that's it. Like I, this, this might be another one of his nods to like the Green Hornet, like how all the crazy eight wore those masks as well and. Mm-hmm. When the bride shows up in her fucking game of death uh, uh, tracksuit, or her, her, her leather bike leathers, she takes her bike leathers off and she's got exactly the same one underneath. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> and like the fucking the camera work just like boggles my mind for this sequence, like when it follows her. Well, it follows Oren mm. first, 
going through there. And then you get, like, them going through the hallway. Then you get, like, this big 360 of the whole, like, opened area of, like, the blue, like, the fucking blue leaves. Like, that band playing. Mm. All the fuck dancing. And it's just, like, the fucking cameras just floating around the room. Going over, the like, the top, looking down into rooms. Then it's fucking full and, uh, like, the bride as she goes into the fucking bathrooms. Like, wait, no, how, how many, I need to see the making of this. I want to know how the fuck they filmed that. Like, Unfortunately, just a... they don't do making ofs on Netflix. Yeah. And I think a theme with Quentin Tarantino films is he doesn't do any fucking special features either. No. Nah. Nah. It's the only thing that holds me back with buying all his fucking films. Mm. Like, I, even though, like, the films should be enough to warrant purchase, but the fact that, like, The Hateful Eight comes with, like, an eight-minute making of, like, but that film was on for about four hours. Yeah. How could you only have eight minutes of behind-the-scenes footage? That's for the ten-year anniversary. <laughs> Maybe. Which which one? Like, a few of his films must be hitting anniversaries by now. Like, these films are already ten years old. Yeah. I think we would have got that promised, uh, like, one cut of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, is that's that, it. I was, was it him that fucking Death Proof and all? Yeah, aye, the, the Grindhouse thing. Yeah. Aye, Death Proof was his one, with Kurt Russell and all those women. Yeah. And Robert Rodriguez did the other one with Bruce Willis and that dude the Lost, um, Rose McGowan. Yeah. Aye. Um... I, 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 I had convinced myself that The Hateful Eight was still longer than the Kill Bill films put together, but it's not. No. <laughs> Putting those two Kill Bill films together, it's like easily four hours. No. Is it? Well, let's see. The first one is... Ah, fuck, I can't be arsed. Um, they're, they're both under two hours anyway, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Thinking of it now. And one's like... Maybe one forty-five, and now it's one fifty-five. Oh, I mean, I... So, I like we get that short scene where it's like all the the, the whatever group of the crazy eighty-eight are sitting there, and they start taking the piss at the guy that runs the place. Uh, Charlie Brown. Aye, so she calls it Oren. Yeah. Aye, she she finds her fucking pal in the toilet, doesn't she? She grabs uh, she's sitting getting the ready. And she comes, she, her phone rings. Cause somehow she's got the exact same phone she had four years ago with the same ringtone on. Well, that was back in there. I think fuck had rolling contracts. Oh, there was page ago. <laughs> Technology might have not advanced. Or she might be a total hipster bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost went to the point where like, maybe she would have been a total hipster dyke. It's like, that's not fair. It doesn't matter that she's a lesbian. That doesn't <laughs> Kid, that's explain so her choice in fucking mobile phone. I'm like maybe, maybe I, I like to have the old phone. Yeah, like all the old fuck days. I like. Where's the buttons on this thing? I can. I was like, I like the old days where I had my razor. What <laughs> <laughs> fucking BTZ on it? <laughs> Um, so I, when like all that shit starts, she grabs the second in command, slices her fucking arm off, <laughs> and then like the fucking crazy like the first group come out, and they're like a fucking pack of hyenas, uh, like all surrounding her. 
Oh, cookie and shit. Aye. And then she just starts fucking cutting through them like it's a hot, like the hot knife through bar. Aye. It just fucking starts scalping them all. And you even see like Charlie Brown fucking running out the hole. Um, get out of and that's it. Brown. We get fucking go go that fight sequence yeah. with the weird fucking thing. Aye, is that some razor like blade ball? What's his pusses get it? Jet Li. Oh, the the I the know like what you mean. Where it... or something. Yeah, and it's the wing fucking chung. Wing chun. That's it. Mm-hmm. But it's all that shit they're doing with the... It's almost as if she's using nunchucks, but it's the chain. Oh. Like the way all the fucking things she's doing with that, throwing it around. Yeah. And I reckon why, but it's always that one sound effect you get when she throws her leg up. Oh. Like, whew! Like, wait a second. It's like as if they're trying to distract you with a bare thigh, and then you get hit by this fucking razor blade, like, mace. You get me? What? <laughs> I'll get you what? Like, that must be part of the distraction where she flashes a leg, and when the leg goes past, the fucking guillotine ball thing comes flying at you. No, you never seen that kind of style before. Fucking, when they use their, their um, legs and their head and that is... I've propulsion. seen it when it's like a rope dart, but... Aye, that's like, that kind of style that she's using her legs to redirect the ball and that. I just thought she was like just coming out of one of those Japanese bondage movies with a rope. No. That was her just untying herself, getting ready for battle. You're a fucking sickle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but the the fucking I'm positive he's he's given a callbacks to the old flying guillotine movies like just the effects he used when the ball comes flying at her mm-hmm. and when it comes out with like a circular blade yeah like I'm, I'm positive it is definitely because they had a similar design where it was like these circular blades being thrown around on chains and they called them the flying guillotines mm. Back in the old fucking Shaw Brother movies. Yeah. <laughs> and were then, they like, flashing they... a bit of leg when they were using them? Maybe. <laughs> it was a man's leg. Yeah. But... <laughs> it would have been just as hairless and smooth as the women's. <laughs> um, so I started smashing up tables. Yeah. Like, that's it. Uma Thurman's getting her ass handed to her. And mm. then she just fucking scalps over that table leg. Right. Fucking nailed. Aye. <laughs> Skelps in the past and such, like, crying, like, fucking blood. Aye. So no way to die. Fair enough. Turns out you're a vampire after all. <laughs> and, like, by the time she's fucking finished her, that's just, like, enough time for, like, the other fucking 80 crazies to show up. I know. Like, she's worked through maybe the first eight. And now you get the fucking hack and slash time. Aye. Um... This is where it cuts to black and white, isn't it? Uh, I've I've seen it. I watched it on Japanese... YouTube, mm-hmm. and it was in color. Yes, there is a Japanese. Uh, I think it was their Blu-ray that had it on censors. I think it was censored. It looks worse than black and white. 
I they can they can. I wonder if it was done as like a, an artistic choice because at times like the basically like the the light and and like the whiteness mm-hmm. is that bold. It's like those things where the light's so strong that it loses the detail. Yeah. On what you're seeing. Contrast. And it just it gives you like the impression that basically like the bride almost went into like a supersonic mode. Like with just the intense like floodlights shining down on them, mm-hmm. and all you just see was like this flash of her fucking blonde hair. She's ripping through fuck. Mm. <laughs> I think <it. laughs> I, 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 I kind of just get it as like an artistic choice, mm. where like it, it, it's not all about the blood, maybe, or maybe it would just be it would just look too messy. I thought it would just it would get to bring that part of the film if there was blood in it. I, it could it easily fucking... be that. Maybe the fucking whatever, like the Weinstein company or that were producing it just got a bit... Was it an NC-17 there or something? Fuck no, I would imagine like this rating. would just have been rated R, but... Aye, there's one above rated R. I think that's ah, it, is, uh, it might have been 17, which they always usually say is like the, the kiss of death. Aye. That's maybe why you made it black and white. Just pretended that it was Harry. Because I feel it still has just as much impact. Like, if it was in colour, it might have not... It probably would have still felt the same. I thought it was gorier with the fucking in black and white. It's it's quite obviously no blood when you're watching it in colour, but... Aye. When you're watching it in black and white, it looks more realistic somehow. To me, anyway. Um, and then you get like the fucking shadow fight with the blue backdrop. That was cool. Like, cause it's just the boy. He has style when it comes to doing his films. Hmm. We all know that. But I just want to get there and just cut the lights, and it's just got that fucking blue backdrop. And again, it's just do they know if I can do like a switch at one point where you think she gets killed? Yeah. Did you notice that? Like, where they're fighting, and then one person you think that's fighting is, like, the bride gets slashed and they fucking drop to the floor. And then she moves, and you can tell it's her silhouette and not one of the crazy 88. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I never noticed that, you know? Aye. Uh, it was just, like, one of those things where it's, like, they, they trick you out at one point where it just looks like there's been a switch. Or, like, you lose track of your silhouette. Yeah, it's, it's like, which ball is the fucking... Has uh, is under the cup, and is fuck mixing it around, and then it's like, wait a second, I thought no, like because this looks like she just gets killed, and then suddenly it's her. See so that I wasn't paying attention to the film. Probably. <laughs> I like to stick to my first choice of the the Texas switch, which is not a real thing. Texas, um, come on! I, I I was like, you know, like that old film, like that old trick that the, the Texas hold them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Uh, just as I said, Texas, like, I've said, I've made something up. I'm just, <coughs> I'll say switch, you might not notice. Oh, cool. Um, But, like, that scene, like, where she's looking down over the hall, oh. and it, it's all, like, there's bodies, she's telling everyone to go to the fucking hospital, oh. leave your arms and legs, let them know that this has happened. Oh, leave your arms and that... legs in mine. Aye, if if she'd never said that, I would have loved to have seen like an extra scene where it's just 
like two minutes of like the remainder in 88 going through piles of feet and hands trying to find which one's theirs <laughs> and like the fucking dude that can't find his fucking foot and he's having to just take another one for the pile uh, like if it's basically like getting the leftover plimsolls at gym oh, like, uh, he's like oh fuck this I'll have to do it's like I'm a size 6 though oh fuck I'm, I'm now what my left foot's a 7 <laughs> <laughs> So you get your showdown between Oren and uh, at this point I've just started writing her as Kiddo. Um, Kiddo? I like I reckon why I must have just remembered her name because uh, it's uh, in the second film they reveal her name, but um, you get more of like the funky old western music where it's oh no it's, it's like it's got the Spanish edge to it. It's got like the clapping and the trumpets mm-hmm. and like they're getting ready to fucking cross swords and then as soon as fucking Uma Thurman gets her back cut open it all stops mm. and they switch to like the slower pace where like I'm positive it's a callback to the lady Snowblood Japanese samurai movies oh, well. where Lucy Liu's character's dressed in white and it's fighting in the snow mm. and the black backdrop like as I'm pretty sure it's just plucked out of another film like the setting, anyway. I thought uh, the setting looked like our parents' garden in the anime, but could be. I looked the same to me. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a tit for tat thing where every every everybody's serious now, where like she catches Oren on the leg, mm. and then when the proper fight kicks in. And she just loses her lid. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Fucking easy. Enough for her to say, like, that's really a, like, a fucking Hattori sword. Uh, <laughs> of course, it fucking took the top of your head off. But left your brain intact somehow. Enough to finish that sentence. Yeah. Like, it should have just went, <laughs> 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 Exactly, she should have... <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Like that's it, like just fucking shake her and do her leg. <laughs> she just like Brian <laughs> 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 just goes to stick her thumb in the brain is like trying to start a car. It's like the motor goes <laughs> What the fuck are we saying? Um Aye. So, like, we get that moment where she's scoring out Oren's name on the list. Mm. And then you see it basically copper top. Who? Adding copper top to the very end of the movie. Um, what? It's not. It's Copperhead. Oh, he's a snake. Yeah, Vivicate Fox. Oh, hey. This is why it makes sense, like... If we watched all this and then it just her showing up at her palace house and kills her when her band comes in for school, <laughs> that'd be a wee bit of an anti-climax now, wouldn't it? Definitely. Like, really? After all that shit she's went through, she just had a knife fight instead? <laughs> and we get, like, the the reveal of, like, Sophie was left alive to tell the story to Bill. Yeah. And it, it, that's when we get to see our introduction of Bards. Uh, like the whole the writing of the death list um, 
And then, of course, the cliffhanger. Like, is she aware that her daughter is still alive? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> any last words on Kill Bill 1 before we move on? I don't know. There was something I, I was going to mention, but then... Aye, the bit, there was a bit where all the 88 came in. It sounded like the music in the background was for Doom. Right. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think, because... I can't remember the music for that scene now, but... What what did you think is easily the best part of the first film, coming away from it? Uh... Your favourite part? I don't know. The like, music. I, I think it was like my favourite bit was the student, the music. I like. I it. That's he always has this great way, like being really particular with the soundtracks to his films, and it does it. It really adds like that extra layer of enjoyment to it. Mm-hmm. Like you can enjoy the film, but like to the point where it's, like the fucking score to that film is brilliant as well. Like. And there'll be all these different influences. Like, I'd imagine he's pulled for spaghetti westerns and... Yeah. Um, I reckon we're all the Spanish... Well, I guess the Spanish stuff could come for westerns as well. Um, but there's, like... Looking up, I, I had a look at the Kill Bill score on iTunes. Uh-huh. And, like, there's some bits I wanted to just cherry-pick, like, the hospital scene and bits towards the end and it's like one of those dick moves where you have to buy the full album you're not allowed to buy any individual tracks oh fuck like fuck you Quentin I know you're behind this no what about the fucking you see the bit where she says in the final fight she says they are you better have some energy left you'll know last five minutes Right. Well, for the fight starting, it had chopped her head off. It was four minutes and fifty nine seconds. Uh, like that's that's next level shit. Uh, I saw that fucking written on one of the web pages. I was looking. Like, <laughs> like the only reason that fucking line of dialogue was written uh, was to make sure like that scene would go for that long. Yeah, that's nuts. I know. He is like, like we didn't have crazy directors as as much as they seem to have been like back in the day, like where they would say uh, like Stanley Kubrick would film scenes over and over again, mm. and like just use the first take, like all that stuff you hear about The Shining where he would drive that Shelley Duvall to the point of, like, insanity <laughs> just to get the right reaction from her. Uh, like, I, I don't think we have maybe enough crazy directors nowadays or or we don't know about enough of them. Like, Quentin Tarantino is easily a crazy fucking mad scientist slash director. Uh, like, you could tell just with the way he makes, like... <laughs> the way he walks, he's a woman's man who likes to talk. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but you can just tell he's a fucking crazy bastard and it, it shows in his films and every time he makes one of his fucking films it really becomes like something special. You don't think? Aye. Did you get that like, with some directors? So. Aye. You get, there's only like 
one percent of the directors that folk actually came who they are. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Like almost instead of the genre of film, it's just described as a Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah, but you didn't have that same edge when you know that uh, Transformers Five: The Last Night is being made. What? Aye. Why? Yeah, like so, like they're making that, but it does they give you the the same anticipation like holy shit, this could be amazing. Right, uh, brief break and on to part two. Okay, so Kill Bill Part Do. Do. You've done a previously on, on Films and Swearing. <laughs> previously on Films and Swearing. Sure, Andrew talked about the first film, and Sure didn't have the cold this week on Films and Swearing Volume 2. <laughs> That's it. Snots. Alright. Alright, well, hopefully, since we're recording a few days in advance of release. Most of the... All the snorters will be edited out. Oh. That's what makes us real. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to to get a wee bit of sandpaper and take the, the roughness off the edges. Oh. Make it a little bit more presentable. As you remember, this film is directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yes. So if you haven't watched Kill Bill 2... Watch it. Aye. Well, makes well. sense if you've already committed to watching the first one. Oh. Maybe the first You'll see how it ends. Maybe the Nicky. Well, the Nicky never ends. Let's go kill Bill. Aye. That was pretty good until they, they introduced the fucking subplot of a kid. And then I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to have kids in my own life. I don't want to see them in my films, too. <laughs> <laughs> this film stars. Uh, I Wait, aye. I've got some wrong credits. Uh, Michael Madsen is Bud. Yeah. Uh, Liu Chahoi is Pai Mei. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Gordon Liu uh, Samuel Jackson is Rufus. that boy playing the piano at the start Rufus Rufus Daryl Hannah is Ellie Driver David Carradine is Bill Uma Thurman is Beatrix Kiddo yeah which is a real name finally yes aye I think uh, for those uh, sharp eyed viewers of the first one you can notice that on her air when she's getting the 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 plane to Tokyo. You, if you freeze frame it, you can see her airline ticket uh-huh. with her name printed on it. Oh, right. <laughs> Just like for Fox, like I guess that was a big deal in two thousand three, like before the second half was released. Yeah. Right, because all you got was a. Beep. Aye, and for Fox to figure out, go oh. She has him. a name. She's not just That's a all. fucking bride with an ugly puss. <laughs> but this was back in the day, like when, uh, like 2003, 2004 was lost in its element then, mm-hmm. where people were going apeshit for Easter eggs and small clues and conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, we found our name. What does it mean? Like, none. <laughs> What's her name? The director just likes to fuck with you. 
doesn't it have anything to do with a fucking hatch door and an island in limbo? Hmm. Oh. Um, Andrew. What's what, what the plot to Kill Bill 2? I thought you were going to say you lost. <laughs> no, we'll be here all night. Um, merely not, merely or less the fucking same as the first thing. Just start going through all the cunts of that fucking snake gang till she gets the bill. They found out a secret that would change her life forever. Dun dun. <laughs> I was going to read the plot for IMDb, but you nailed it. Good. So, to the notes. Opening credits, kiddo filling in the audience. With a trailer that. style. Aye. Like basically previously on Kill Bill. Aye. Rather than showing you the footage, here's me driving in a car. Telling you what happened in the first day. Exactly. Like, who, who's the person that goes and see, like, goes and sees Kill Bill Volume 2 before the first one? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like... Right, I can see why you're doing it, but I don't think anyone's going into this movie not seeing the first one first. Mm-hmm. Um, cuts to chapter six, the massacre at two pines. Uh, of course, and we said Sam Jackson. Jackson. Aye. On piano. Does that does, uh, so? I think at this film would class as one of his films that he made all the money on, kind of thing. You know, him and Tom Hanks are in a fight. Between the, the highest grossing actors of all time. Take no, it. I did not know this, but... Well, oh, you like, mean Sam Jackson? That's yeah. what I said. Mm-hmm. What did you think I was meaning? Like Quentin Tarantino and Tom Hanks. is like, man, no. Tarantino must have done really well Sam for like the, man of eight, like the man of eight films against Tom Hanks, who's like eight films a year. Apparently he's only 70 million behind, and he says that's nothing... I'll be, back on, I'll be back on top at the end of the year. For God's so, sake. He's got Tarzan. Yeah. Uh, is there a fucking another Marvel movie yet? Um, this year we, it will be Doctor Strange, so I don't think he'll be anywhere near that. No. But I'm sure like he's a guy that could fall into any oh. film. He works quite well in anything. Yep, most good actors do. <laughs> um, aye, so Beatrix Kiddo is, what's her new identity? Arlene? Arlene, someone I. Yeah, and she's got her new adopted posse. Wait, then who Heather's trying to message me? Well, not Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford. Fuck you. It's not Tom Hanks, <laughs> it's Harrison Ford. That's, are you being corrected? Aye, basically. She's a fucking ah. Oh well. Since that has to do with a previous conversation, I can't edit that part out. <laughs> That's going to have to stay in there now. So she get, it isn't your fuck. <laughs> um, aye, so it's, it's just her deal with her, her pals, her new posse. Aye. That she's obviously clung to. Under her new identity. Yeah, somehow in three months. I know. <laughs> she's got like three best friends and she's getting married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steps outside and there's Bill on the flute. Oh, 
whatever it is. There'll be a pickle. A, a single pan pipe. Uh, it'll be a, <laughs> a Japanese pan pipe. Exactly. Like that's. I'm, I'm thinking that's a reference to. Was it either the Kung Fu series he did? Could have been. Or, I mind there was also like another, t- like American Japanese TV show called Shogun, and they just had some white dude on the cover. I'm thinking it's either for one of those, but Kung Fu maybe makes a lot more sense. Probably. With it having <laughs> Bill is actual the Kung Fu dude, and mm. um, they have the wee verbal standoff oh, in front of the church where they're slowly taking steps mm-hmm. and he and she thinks he's being very nice to her hi something's wrong she can like she doesn't care what's coming exactly I, there's part of me that's like right they're having this conversation she like the problem is she's maintaining her eye contact with Belle. If she looks across the road, she'll see the rest of the gang sitting in the minivan, <laughs> like putting her guns together. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a wee church off to the distance. Like you're going to notice a minivan full of deadly vipers. <laughs> but it's either that or they had to walk there. Oh, the <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, so that, Bill! That's why he was angry. His brother was angry with Bill. Uh, walk. Uh, I was in my new fucking shoes. <laughs> they weren't even broken in yet. My new cowboy boots. Uh, I'm gonna fucking pump you through a rock salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I uh, she pulls him in, like pulls Bill in, saying, "Oh no, this is this is my dad." And I was, all right, and like they're all happy about it. And he's right, let's do the dress rehearsal. And there's like these when Bill's. Talking to her, and he has like that. It's a point where he's he's gathering like this intensity, uh-huh. where he talks about like, um, and again, like you know, like well, obviously we all know it doesn't go well. Oh, but it's like she's trying to calm him down and giving him these like wee pecks, like these small kisses. Uh-huh. Like if if the the hubby was looking back, it's like you don't, you don't kiss, kiss your, your dad that way. That's just like fucking that. Rank. Especially your estranged dad. It's been like, mining silver. Aye, that, your, those kisses are lingering. Um, <laughs> this is a bit weird. But kiddos, relief, camera panning back to see the vipers walk in. Great moment. Mm. Like, it's, it's the moment where, like, now we're all fucked. Because there's... I always have that thing where you watch a movie for, like, the fourth or fifth time, and there's this, like stupid part of you that's like ah oh, maybe it's gonna go right this time oh. like everything's fine it's all good nah it's fine camera's panning out panning out nah nah, nah it's still gonna happen <laughs> and then it cuts back to colour right we get uh, Bill filling in Bud on the events of the last movie mm-hmm. like cause he obviously missed a uh, kiddo driving it and start telling everybody the story oh, he didn't see it nah He's too busy getting popcorn. Right. Or pouring the fucking Hattori sword. Apparently. I just love love the fucking dialogue where it's like, you hawked like an Hattori Hanzo sword. That was priceless. It's like, not in El Paso. (laughs) (laughs) In in El Paso, you get $250 for an Hattori sword. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like the fact that it was only like two hundred, not even a thousand dollars. Like mm. <laughs> you got a fucking change. It was obviously just you know he said that just to fucking Aye. hurt his brother's feelings. Ah, he'd just been a dick. Because of the message that was written on the blade. <laughs> to the only man I'll ever love. Right. And there's like he's almost the the most uh, poetic. One like he like he is kind of just sitting there waiting for it to come, like uh, he says like he the woman deserves her revenge and we deserve to die. Uh, but so does she. <laughs> so we'll just get to see what happens. That's almost poetry. Right. <laughs> like outside the uh, Quentin Tarantino films, I don't think I've really noticed him in anything, or he's never really been as I. Because he always fucking stands out in Tarantino films. Hmm. Like, he, he kind of, he has, like, the most defining moment in Reservoir Dogs. No seen it. Like, he's, like, you'll know the scene where the, the cop gets his ear cut off. Nope. Well, the most iconic part of that movie is Michael Madsen dancing to, like, Stuck in the Middle of You. And he's dancing <laughs> with, like, a razor blade. Is that the fucking porn version? <laughs> <laughs> so he's stuck in the middle with you you're stuck in the middle of you <laughs> oh I, I, okay this is not a, a pop podcast I don't know my stuff <laughs> but that song's played he's dancing around like a cop tied to a chair and he starts cutting like, his ear off what's wrong with your words today he was dancing yeah. around like a cop tied in a chair no. dancing <laughs> around a cop no that's not what you said Maybe we're getting connection issues. No, no. I'm going for a tunnel. I'm sorry. Andrew? Sure. No, I've lost them. Oh, well. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if he was in Pulp Fiction. From a Pulp Fiction, everyone's in Pulp Fiction. Everybody I'm trying to up. mentally look past, like, the fucking Travoltas and Bruce Willis. Was he in anything else? Was he in... He was in... I'm positive he was in Jackie Brown. Um, Actually, he might not have been in Django. But he did... He was in uh, The Hateful Eight. I feel like he just likes to play himself in movies. Uh, But, like... when But when his self is not needed, he doesn't star. (laughs) It's just... Because I fucking loved him in The Hateful Eight as well. I reckon even just the choice, like the the fucking costume choice, the fact that they gave him long fucking hair. And it just looks like... I reckon it just reminds me of fucking Alan Rickman as like Professor Snape, but as a cowboy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just got his long black hair, but like he's just this cunt that's held up in a log cabin. And he's supposedly writing his life's work. Mm. And he has an endless amount of fucking uh, bandana, like, neck handkerchiefs. Neckerchiefs. Neckerchiefs. I was thinking, was like, <laughs> is that the word? I don't want to say it because he's already making fun of my words tonight. He's got a neck I'm... handkerchief. <laughs> ah, you know those hankies for your neck? Sorry, I remember them. Ah, it's like before there were biker gangs. <laughs> there were any really bandanas, but... Anyway, outside Tantino films, I, I didn't think I ever see him in stuff. No. Well, was he, he not in Dust Till Dawn 3 or something? 
<laughs> could have been. That might have been something. He might have been the fucking lead in that film. I think he was. Um, like I'd, I'd imagine him popping up in maybe Sin City, but who knows? Uh, Chapter seven. Right. Um, Planet of the Apes cunt, the boss of Bud. <laughs> Aye, that like you know the fucking the ignorant boss in the strip club. Aye. Like, I, I've cried on the Planet of the Apes kind of, it's just because of his fucking haircut. Yeah. Like, where they have, like, the short hair and then it melds into the the fucking sideburns and into the beard where it kind of looks like they would, <laughs> they're wearing a helmet of hair. Yeah. Right, that just reminds me of the old-fashioned uh, Planet of the Apes makeup. Yeah, I do watch old monkey movies. <laughs> that just seems like some black exploitation. Probably is. I don't watch those old monkey movies. And then you get killed by Shaft. <laughs> Aye. The, the fucking boss just gave him shit. Aye, like, for being 20 minutes late. Aye. He's, he's like, just... No, no, he, aye. He's sitting in there and he's got a stripper. And he, <laughs> like, he says all that, that fucking shit where it's like, take a line, be somebody. Aye. <laughs> like, oh, don't, don't... Like, Diminish her shadow. dignity is already low. Don't fucking make her do drugs so she could be somebody. Yeah. Uh, then, like, she, he starts fucking getting shit to Bud, just saying that, uh, looking at the row and saying, oh, yeah, you here Friday? No, no, you're not now. You're just fucking <laughs> scoring his name off. I was better than the end of Monday. I said, yeah. No, you're fucking not. You don't even know your own chips. <laughs> 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 and he starts doing the fucking thing like you're bu- you're about as useless as an asshole here yeah, he's part of his elbow you're looking at him he's like that would be pretty handy just paint <laughs> your elbow at the fucking window oh. <laughs> alright so the, the perfect use of an asshole on your elbow just so you can shit out windows of course <laughs> I had to look the guy up uh, his name is Larry Bishop and he is more or less really just known for this film. I had a couple ones after it. And there was another, sorry, Grindhouse exploitation film that was kind of shades of this called Hell Ride. Hell Ride? Yeah, and I think that was him, maybe Michael Madsen and maybe Danny Trejo. Oh, no. Like, the supporting actors of these films together for a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. Um, Where they all starved and shit. Aye. Or was the film any good? Fuck, I, I do think so. But well, that's my assumption of not seeing it and them being the main star power of it. <laughs> that's shocking. Uh, I know. So they can't act. Oh, what about the fucking, like, the strippers clogging the toilets? <laughs> Who wants to clean up uh, fucking Rocket's shitty toilet water? Exactly. <laughs> I'll clean that up. Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking killer! I was like, "What the fuck are they eating? Fucking... How are they clogging? What are they flushing in these toilets?" Oh, they eat fucking snake and fucking coke. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the drink. Not the cola. Uh, does it look like Bud lives in a fucking quarry? <laughs> does it? Ah, he's like, middle of fucking nowhere, just at the very bottom. Aye, that'll do. I'll just leave my trailer here. The shittest but... trailer ever. He's no daft, though. Like, when it comes to 
like when the shit goes down mm-hmm. and you get kiddo running about in ninja mode with her fucking <laughs> balaclava. See, when she took her balaclava off, was that supposed to be a revelation that it was her? Ah, I think it was like, I need to show the cunt, like, he needs to see the face of the person killing him. Because it was just the music. The music that done the... And it'll be a homage to something. Um, Every fucking step taken, like, uh, clean up rock fucking rockets, shitty toilet water, I'd imagine would be a reference to Uh, (laughs) something. Like maybe a puss with tune fucking shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that, that's like fifteen westerns, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, that's it. Like kiddo's fucking stealth mode is fucking useless compared to the double barrel to the chest. Oh, no. When that happens, and you get like that pool shot of her fucking flying, like away for the the trailer, you're like fuck. Like the film, like if you didn't know that was rock salt, it's like Jesus, this film's over. <laughs> That's funny. That's it. There's no amount of fucking kung fu and like sword play that you're gonna defend yourself against a fucking double barrel shotgun to the chest. You think it? That pie me was about fucking eight hundred year old. <laughs> so I don't know. Martial arts keeps you going for ages. Aye. Too bad you didn't have a cunt checking your food, though. Okay. <laughs> Too bad you got pies and fish heads. What? That's what you get for eating fucking fish heads. Exactly. That was just Eat normal, normal fish heads. I just have rice. <laughs> I didn't eat... Yeah, fuck it. Like, is that the equivalent of, fuck it, I'll have a fish supper the night. Right. Just bites the head off and throws the body away. Um, but before that, <laughs> what was the line where he was saying, he talks to her, where he's like, like, obviously you're going to take me out, but a double dose of rock salt dug deep in your tits will fucking finish anyone off. <laughs> and as you said, the fucking, the, the blood versus chew spit off. I know. <laughs> and it, it, it's got that fucking music, like the, the old west music, where it's as if this uh, climactic to like a gun battle, and it's just him spitting in her face. I know. It's like, oh, for fuck. <laughs> and there's the fact that it's like, that, that was like a fucking pint of chew just hit her in the face. Okay, <laughs> he's been storing that for a few fucking hours. I can, he, he'd been chewing that on the whole ride, him. Um, then he gets, well, it leads to her getting fucking buried alive. Mm-hmm. Where he, he wakes her up in the back of that truck. I reckon what's great about him if it's just like how he has one of those great movie voices like the gravelly oh. voices where even him just saying wakey wakey eggs and bakey <laughs> and he seems so fucking cheery about it oh, yeah. but it's him and his wee fucking short stubby pal digging a grave for her I wasn't sure if he was a midget or no <laughs> I know <laughs> Is that he was just so short I just seen his wee stubby fingers hold on to a beer <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it, right? <laughs> and it, it's the, the fucking lines he's coming out with where it's like they're sitting talking to her and she's ignoring him. It's like women like to call that silent treatment, but what they don't know is we actually quite like it when they do that. Uh. And it's like fucking Bud doesn't give a fuck <laughs> like what he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? You're just getting dinged for me. <laughs> I know. I should have just left you in the hole. Uh. 
I didn't, I, you even brought the beer. I didn't even give you something to drink. That's your fucking beer. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> drinking it for you. And I shagged your wife when I was there. <laughs> That's when she was quiet. She didn't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, what about the fucking moment where she's put in the coffin and like that claustrophobic feeling of like the light getting hammered out? Oh, uh, that was fucking like, shocking. Where you, the fucking shots of the nails going in and it seems like fucking um, not just fucking nails being hammered in, it just seems like I think it was just the fucking sound being in the coffin and hearing that sound effect because it's just like I don't know, like fucking thunder being struck. Oh, it was a bit with all the dirt. That's when the the rumbling and the thuds, aye. aye. Like it just seems like, well, that's they're they're chucking soil in, but it just seems like the fucking quarry's just being tipped on top of her. Aye. Which is the ideal time to fucking cut away to, like chapter eight. How's she gonna get herself out of this one? Well, once upon a time in China. <laughs> cheese, pure cheese. <laughs> Alright, uh, what's that? Chapter 8 The Tutelage of Master Paimei. And it's, it's it's like a fucking campfire story with Belle Aye. telling like kung fu bed stories to her. Kung and, fu uh, bed stories? Aye. <laughs> Bedtime stories. Yeah. Around the campfire. Kung fu instead. Aye. And what was the what was the, the the five point was it the five point exploding heart technique? Aye, five point exploding heart palm or something. Aye, I've got the word palm, but I, I'm pretty sure they use heart as well at some point. But it's it's like a fucking eight barrel technique. Aye. Um, so he drops her off at like let's say the fucking Shaolin Temple. Fucking Pai Mei's temple, mm. so she could get put through a crash course in kung fu. But it's it's when Bill's coming down the fucking like the stairs, oh, it's fucking possible. It was like, all right, is it? I know he'll accept you as a student. Like, just don't 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 fucking piss him off. He hates blonde American women. And like, it is when she gets to the top of the mountain, and he says like the fucking. What you expect the ye old kung fu master to be? Uh, out was, of, like, like a Shaw Brothers master. Exactly, like the fucking perfect depiction of like old school kung fu master. Long ass white beards. I think his eyebrows were long and white as well. Uh, they were big bushy bastards. Aye, <laughs> and she starts trying to fucking like talk to him in Mandarin. <laughs> no, he starts fucking Chinese, uh, Japanese, sorry. Um, no. no, he was talking to her in Mandarin. Yes. She was kind of little, and then she's like, you better at least understand Cantonese. Aye, and she says, I know Japanese. And says, I don't care about your ja- like fat-head Japanese, Aye. I'll beat you with a stick. I hate those <laughs> so fat-head Aye. Racist Chinese man. <laughs> um... And it gets to the point where, like, she's having to prove her worth to him. Aye. And say, right, grab a sword. <laughs> and she goes, does her wee fucking stance. What was it where they, they'll... Like a, like a kata or something where she'll show off, like, a set a set of moves. And then pause with the blade in front of him. And then he just jumps up. 
Ah, he jumps on the sword. Ah, it just like, gives you an excellent view of my foot. <laughs> and there's this like little like the moment everyone kind of knows is like the crouching tiger, where like he appeared weightless, mm. standing on the tip of a fucking sword, and then just kicks her in the face. That's what any woman wants to be weightless. <laughs> right, if all I could just balance off the tip of a sword, and then just kick everyone in the pus. Especially, uh, but as you'd expect, she she gets fucking. Totally. She learns quickly that she's fucking <laughs> shit, and he starts owning parts of her body. Or like, this arm's mine, and starts making her scream mm. like the words "bow" and "high" for about ten minutes. Yeah, boy, 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 boy. And like, as you can tell, the film's choked through of uh, the the old school kung fu sound effects. Mm-hmm. Like, there must have just been a fucking soundboard with every swoosh and whip and fucking snap. Like, just imagine them playing it like a keyboard over the fight scenes. Exactly. And even, like, you get silence for him, like, grabbing her by the fucking face at times. And, like, the next, like, when he he finally accepts her as a student and he says, right, now that I own your arm... Like, punch a hole through this wooden panel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking, like, the first shot of him doing it. It's just like him fucking opening a door. Uh, like, where it's just the fist punching through, and then it just looks up, and he's like, alright, this is just like opening the curtains to me. <laughs> this is fucking nothing. <laughs> I'll be doing this for 8,000 years. Aye. <laughs> it's the only way I could get through doors. <laughs> <laughs> Never understood the hot dose. Aye. Get him a bit warm in the womb. <laughs> <When it's... laughs> what? You know when it's a bit warm in the room, oh, I just punch a hole in the wall. I thought you were telling he was telling the story of his mother's death. No, <laughs> I punched my way out of the womb. Uh, that's where I first ever learned the fucking inch punch. One inch punch. <laughs> when I was trapped in this coffin of called my mother. Nine months is too much. Right. The whole training month, aye, when she starts doing the punching, mm-hmm. and on her, like, third attempt, you see the fucking skin of her knuckle. Aye, that was cool. Like, that, like... Is that only real? <laughs> I know, it was like, poke. that's it, nope, this is too real for me. <laughs> just thought, oh no, it's happening. Like, maybe they just, aye, like, who might just, just punch, just punch the wood. Aye. <laughs> so, no, it hurts, like, keep going. They're just fucking... Quentin Tarantino adding zeros to a check for her. And then he cuts to like the old school training montages that um it, it's just straight out of like the old Jackie Chan, like Snake and Eagle Shadow montages. Mm-hmm. Whereas like they're either doing their uh, push ups no uh, press ups. And the old master sitting above him, cracking her with a his smoking pipe. Oh. And it's, it's the fucking shot where, like, she's that mentally exhausted. She's even doing, like, the... The punch in the her fucking Aye, and she fucking belts the wall and the look at her fist. <laughs> aye, cuts back to the fucking coffin. And she gets in the knife for her boot. Yeah. And, she, it's, again, the fucking soundtrack kicks in where it's like this... A guitar and drum beat of accomplishment and she 
manages to fucking cut through the ropes, starts practicing the one-inch punch, and basically, I it shows you like the training, like all the training she's went through, like it's been put to good use where she starts knocking the shit out of the wood, mm. and you get that fucking weird transition, like where she goes through the earth. Like, she punches away at the coffin. It was like, there's loads of fucking, like, tree fucking vines and shit. Aye. And I can't quite tell the motion that she's doing. Is she, like, doggy paddling up? (laughs) Or is she still, like, in the stance of just doing a flying uppercut out? It was, like... I hope it's it's not, like, an inch punch, like, Super Saiyan style. (laughs) It is. It just kind of looked like she was just climbing a ladder in, in the dirt. That's only, like, just this one thing. Every time I watch it, I try to pay particular attention to it, but I can never tell what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and then it just ends up with her going to, into, like, a... Like a diner, asking for a glass of water. Why did she know just get a wash at the diner? Who knows? It was just maybe just a wee injection of light humour to the end of that chapter. Yeah, I suppose and then you get the whole uh, Ellie Driver and Bud yeah. scene now. I, I kind of feel bad for Bud in this one. Like, I feel he get, he gets shortchanged. Like, you I would like to have... You didn't try alive. But I would like to, to have been, like, Beatrix and Bud fight to the death. Mm. Like, I feel like we're kind of cut short out of, like, there should have been another fight. We shouldn't have had Ellie Driver double-crossing Bud. Mm-hmm. But that's how it played. Um, and it has that unexpected moment where she gives him the suitcase of money. Oh, and you didn't expect the money to be in it. I can't for watching it the last time that, it, that there was a snake in it. But I forgot yeah. that there was actually money in it too. <laughs> Aye, it's like, okay, first two layers, that stacks of cash. Aye. And that's like where your mind plays tricks. Like, oh, maybe he doesn't get killed by a snake. <laughs> and it was just a weird fever dream I had <laughs> many years ago. And it, nope. <laughs> and it just fucking, fucking gets him in the face two, three times. Yeah. And that's it. And she's sitting explaining the whole shit with the snake. Mm. Just saying. Like, to the point where I almost felt like uh, maybe Daryl Hannah couldn't be born learning her lines. So she starts reading all the shit off her wee notepad. <laughs> but she just takes her pocket and she's like, like really? Was that a lot to learn? <laughs> but Did you check the trivia just... just in case? I know. Like, she obviously went to Wikipedia first. I've just written the words, Bushwhack and scrub alky like you. Night, night, bud. Beatrix shows up. Yeah. Well, she's still there. And then it just turns into this... A kind of a kung fu fight slash cat fight, I guess. Mm. And like Bill's Bill's fucking hut, Bud's hut, should I say, is a bit like easily. What the fuck's holding that together? That's some thin ass plywood. Fucking exactly, like fucking rice paper. Like the way they start fucking setting in about each other, throwing each other into the bathroom. And even at one point when Ellie Driver gets thrown over the counter, you see that she does like a four roll over Bud. Aye, oh, lands on his gut. Ah, uh, he's like, oh, <laughs> Bud didn't deserve this. He's dead. He kills um, hundreds of people. It's just all the fucking sound effects that are thrown in there when they're 
kicking the fuck out of each other in the bathroom and like when uh, I think it's Beatrix gets punched into the wall and it's like these fucking towel whip sounds you're getting mm-hmm. where they're just absolute fucking beating the shit at each other doing big old wired flying drop kicks yeah oh, well, and... when they, she first came in it was just like dirty ass feet come fleeing at you aye just drop kicks for everyone yeah. Um, because that's it. Um, using fucking everything like lamps. The was it a high heel at one point? Aye, she uh, stamps on her toes. Aye, and fucking bud spit tin. Aye. Right. And then disgusting. like <laughs> stage two is like when they bring out the swords. And that's when she reveals that old pie me right, sucked on the, the wrong fish he'd. <laughs> Sucked on my fish eat. <laughs> and it's when they're sitting mouthing off each other where they start crying each other's bitch and then she replies back and like, bitch you don't have a future and like it's all like they've got the swords they find Bud's sword in the fucking inside the golf clubs yeah <laughs> and then like the lock swords and then she just fucking pinches her eye out mm, we know just like that and, like, it's just the fucking, like, uh, Ellie Driver's reaction is, like, I, I'd imagine completely spot on for a person that just had their eye ripped out the socket. <laughs> just going absolute fucking ape shit and smashing everything and just screaming. But I do like it where she's saying all the shit where it's like, you fucking bitch, mm-hmm. I'll get you. And that was, like, the other suggested plot for the third movie. Oh, because she never killed her. Aye, and she basically can become, like, a female equivalent of Zatoichi, blind swordsman. Oh, but she goes and finds Zatoichi, gets taught by him, and then gives him fish eats. (laughs) I mean, a very, very long journey. Like, blind woman seeks blind man. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be bad enough for her to try and find a way at that fucking quarry (laughs) when they eat... Exactly. And trying to stand on that fucking snake on her way out. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's just been made of... Like, ah, oh, fuck, that's me. Sure, <laughs> Can't even read my notes 20 to see how... <laughs> I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then we get the last chapter. Where it's... Um, like, the face-to-face. But first she stops off and meets... Was it Esteban? Oh. The Halo. Yeah. Did he look familiar? Yes. Looked like the policeman like... at the start of the film. Aye. <laughs> but anyways, I'd, I'd completely never cottoned on that it was Michael Parks. No. No. No one watching it. I'd, I'd reckon, why? Maybe I was just convinced it was someone of a Hispanic origin, so but it's just very good Hispanic. makeup. Aye. Like, give an Oscar to that fucking makeup artist. And it was so kind and gentle, then he asks that woman across it, done him wrong. Aye, the, the yeah. fucking... Yeah, <laughs> like, you're slaving. <laughs> Aye. The woman just fucking hissing into her busted pus. <laughs> Did that give you the impression that he was, like, the small, smallest, slightest possibility that he could have been the father of Bill? No, he was... Th- Kind of the father said, of Bill, we found him when he was five years old. 
Reasonable. Ah, right, because they did say that he was, like, the friend of Bill's mother, and mm. this is to the point where, like, she finds Bill, sees her kid, and then the movie decides to, like, kind of just stop and take a seat for half an hour. Mm. Whereas, like, this is maybe the major complaint of everyone that was expecting the finale that you got in Kill Bill Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Open to see the same thing in volume two mm-hmm. where it, it's just like sit down here's a fuckload of a uh, plot backstory fleshing things out full-on fucking dialogue mm. right let's 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 talk about this first i'll shoot you in the knee with a fucking dark food the most potent truth serum one i made myself <laughs> I think it looked so fucking sore. I thought you were an assassin. I didn't think you were a fucking chem- wonder chemist as well. I know. <laughs> it was funny, like, I'll take a step back, but the kid that they got to do this movie was actually pretty good. Like, she seemed to have matched the, the same charisma and, and banter that you get for Bill. Mm. Like, you, it, it seems, like, legitimate that he was being raising her. Because she does seem like we miniature him. Oh, by the way, there. Murdering our pets. <laughs> Standing on fish, wanting to go to bed and watch samurai movies. Like, he, he seems to be raising her the right way. Yeah. And, like, straight away, fucking Beatrix just adapts to the mother role. Like, aye, fine. Like, wait, you're my mum? Like, no, no, it's fine. Caught right to the chase. Like, Alright, mum, tuck me in bed. Alright. Yeah, I'm not shocked at all that you're here, like, just, alright, pal. Exactly. Dad said you were sleeping. About time. I guess it took four years to wake up. Okay, that's like four birthdays and Christmases you've missed. Yep. <laughs> um, so I, like, the talk for about half an hour, we get his whole superhero speech. Where I guess it makes sense that she was born Beatrix Kiddo. Yeah. And the whole Arlene Plinton, was it? was just a disguise, and mm-hmm. it's always going to be a disguise. You're always going to be the killer underneath. Yeah, it's, or, the, or the comic book fucking analogy. Yeah. And then, it, like, we get this... I think if it's unnecessary, but this cut scene where she finds out that she's pregnant. Uh, like a flashback I know. of her There's just... The other assassin. Aye, that... Just random one that had a hit out on her head. No, it's the person ah. she was there to kill. Um, got tipped off that she was there, so she hired an assassin to take her out. Right, right, and that was it. Where like they just stopped and said, "Right, okay." At this very moment, I've just found out I'm pregnant, and it's just like that awkward going. Um, okay, could I? Does that mean I'm not allowed to shoot you now? I guess I have to leave. <laughs> and it's the whole bit where it's like, she's explaining to her how to read the fucking instructions to the packet, and it's like, this film could have been ten minutes shorter. Oh. <laughs> like, I do like these movies, but at some point it was like, this is, this feels like padding. I thought the bit at the very end was a bit padding as well. I um, just ended it when she walked out. With the bairn, instead of having, uh, where she's moved into her house and fucking lying on the bathroom flare greeting and slash laughing, you can watch she's doing. 
Aye. I've got aye the the whole fucking tears of happiness because mm. I, I guess I, I, that comes as maybe like the relief of it's over. Like the the whole fucking thing, like the the mental weight of like that list and the fact that it's gone, that burden's lifted. Maybe mm. that's what's behind the fucking collapse in the bathroom. But aye, so cut to the point. She fingered Bell and he dies. Aye, got to take that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she never put a belt around his neck. That would have been irony. <laughs> Aye. That, that's pretty messed up. Let's talk about that. What? You want to talk about how he killed his girl? Accidentally. Masturbating. Do you think that's just the Hollywood thing? Of, to the point where, like, they have to go to certain levels to get that, I was going to say, that high? <laughs> it's like, my dick don't work. Exactly. Like, I'm sure Dave's seen it all. Right. Like... If not for being like the, like I imagine he was iconic in his role in like the Kung Fu TV series. So imagine back then, he would be in surrounded by waves of women. Right. And like you know, imagine him going across to Asia. I'd imagine he'd get the same fucking reaction there. So by the time he's reached, I don't know what age he was when he died, but he was e- easily. You see, he was in his sixties in Kill Bill. Let's see that eye. Roughly about that, eh? So, and this is maybe not ten years. Let's just say five years after all the Kill Bill stuff. But yeah, I get because that was it. He was more or less just belt around the neck, jerking off. Right, in a closet. Ah, that was in a closet. Um, I I guess you have to go where you need to go right. to. It's it's more or less, isn't it? Like the belt around the neck, then the belt over something to, Aye. like to get the, the tension. Yeah. To strangle yourself and then quickly tear the head off. Before <laughs> you pass it and choke and die. Yeah. I guess Bill Aye, was I guess. thinking too much of fucking Margaret Thatcher and fucking puppies and. <laughs> he wanted to hold it to the last fucking minute <laughs> <laughs> and that was the fault like I, I guess that's one way to go I guess it, I was going to say would he be remembered for that and of course he would be <laughs> like that's such a fucking unique way to go like that is not really the he way you expect a tragic wanking accident I know like I guess that is like Rather, that's better than dying in your sleep. Right. Like, if he was given the choice, like, what's the more fucking rock and roll way to go? Uh, probably fucking Harakiri and his fucking samurai sword. <laughs> um, so, aye. We're, we're more or less at the end of Kill Bill 2. Right. That's it. Because I do kind of like... The fact that she should, she did use like the five finger technique, mm-hmm. like I guess that's just his. Like maybe that was to show him that in, she was better than him. Aye, like he taught her that trick. Mm. And then it's also like a big old homage to kung fu as well, I guess. Mm. Like kung fu films, anyway. Like where they would use the fucking um, 
the techniques I'm forgetting for lack of a better word what the technique was it was like a nerve pinch or something well the five point aye aye but like five pressure what, points aye pressure points that's it when like the whole fact that that's a thing where hit somebody at a pressure point and you could fucking like either freeze them or uh, is it not in like some movies where you just fucking like fucking re- release their bowels <laughs> like they're just like if you're hit in certain places in your body it turns against you I but there's what about fucking I that your leave? wife just fucking hitting you with a punch there no no <laughs> the sound of you hitting the ground. <laughs> what was the Jet Li thing you said? The one where it's the... Uh, put a fucking acupuncture needle in a certain place and it makes all your blood build up and, and then you just basically die. Aye. Stops the blood uh-huh. coming back out your head or something. It makes it all ah, go one way. Kiss of the dragon. Maybe the fun- yes, aye. I should have say Fung Sai, but it is Kiss the Dragon, where he's fighting the guy. Because that was the thing, he had his wristband with all his acupuncture needles in it. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, final thoughts on Kill Bill 2? It wasn't as good as the first in action-wise, but it was mainly just a... Who's to tell you the rest of the story? Aye. Um, I I did like it, but again, upon re-watching it, the, the first volume is more entertaining. Yeah. And how could it not be with all the fucking samurai action, all this, all the crazy shit with the eighty-eight? Mm. Like volume two does have its great moments, the whole the pie may scenes and bits along that, but there's just not enough to match the fucking craziness of the first movie. Yeah, no. Okay, time for all the fucking facts and figures and other shit. Yeah. Budget and box office for the first Kill Bill. And I'm not, I'm not going to bother doing the guessing game because, as you'd expect, the first is better than the second at everything. Basically. <laughs> Worldwide. Let's just jump right to the box office. Mm-hmm. How much money, how many millions do you think this movie rated? This movie or both? Um, I, I've, calc- I've gotten them separately on here. Right, so you're doing one or two first. So, volume one. How much money do you think it made worldwide? Uh, this is Quentin Tarantino. 90. 180. That's what I said. <laughs> I said 90, 90 times too, you didn't let me finish. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I jumped. I'm, um, I could go exactly uh, right and you, tint, you robbed me of the fucking pleasure. <laughs> I pulled in 70 million domestically and 110 overseas. For the second volume, um, a hundred and two. I'm going. To, I'm going to have a dramatic pause to make sure you've got time to finish that, in case you wanted to quickly add anything else. <laughs> plus eighteen. Like, <laughs> I was like plus fifty, but um, one hundred and fifty-two million worldwide. Oh. So, as I said, not as good as the first one, but. Yeah. When you were you saying that made me think it'd be a lot worse than it was though. <laughs> Fucking um, bitch. But the, the the safe bet is that the fact that both of these movies were made on a budget of thirteen mi- thirty mm. million dollars each. That's good. So that's at least like 
whoever produced the movie, like the Weinstein Company or something, like it was a safe bet for them. And normally, as I think, usually Quentin Tarantino's films always usually are safe bets when it comes to the box office. Mm. I think maybe Hateful Eight kind of got fucked over with. Um, I think if it was the Oscar leaks. Right, uh, probably. Because that film was out maybe a, a clear month before it was released. Mm-hmm. And then this whole deal with the 70mm screenings, things like that, I, I can't remember how much he spent on it, but I'm not sure if he's made his money back on that yet. <laughs> Awards for Kill Bill Volume 1. It's ranked in IMDb's top 250 movies in position 171. I was going to say 190. <laughs> um, it was nominated for a Golden Globe and uh, it won 33 awards and nominated for another 76. Oh. Golden Globe nomination was for Best Actress in a Motion Picture. Uh, she lost out to uh, Charlize Theron for Monster. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Fucking... Never seen Monster, but... I can, uh, I she has a complete and utter transformation. Aye, from giant killing hooker. Yeah. Is that not what she more or less was in that film? Like, just this prostitute that was killing people? I think so. Aye, wait, hell. Well, you've still got time to make that or fucking letter M. Oh, but don't. Him. M, <laughs> M is locked down for the second we made that decision. Yeah. Um, Saturn Award. She did win a Best Actress and Best uh, Action Thriller Film. Mm-hmm. So she won something. For the second film, um, nominated for two Golden Globes and won 30 awards and nominated for another 63. Mm-hmm. Um, she lost out Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama to Million Dollar Baby, Hilary Swank. Obviously, and best actor in a supporting role in a motion picture for that was Dave. He lost it to Clive Owen in Closer. Oh no! Who remembers that now? Maybe. I can't imagine that performance being as memorable as Bill, especially now his legacy is dude that dies in a tragic wanking accident. I know. Like Clive's least, not going to go it that way. At least it was the an industrial wanking accident. Because <laughs> how bad that would be. Aye. Like it was in a belt factory. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, Bill comes in occasionally, make sure these are these are proper. Can, like, make sure they're, that they're, these are working right. Aye, there's a demographic a demographic for folk that just buy these for wanking. Right. <laughs> like, oh, come on, lads, that snapped on the pole. The wank, That's not a decent belt. The wanking belt proper like half an inch thicker. <laughs> I, no, I want that buckle right there. I want to feel it on my neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That's just the uh, noises it... he would make when he walked in the door. <laughs> the smell of leather really gets me gone. <laughs> <laughs> he walks with a limp every time he goes in the factory. Oh. <laughs> uh, Internet's reaction to Kill Bill Volume 1. IMDb rated 8.1 out of 10. That was based on. 720,000 votes. Oh, yeah. Demographic. It was rated the highest amongst uh, females and males under the age of 18. 
Why do females like murdering so much? Well, it was also rated lowest by females over the age of 45. Because all bitches, didn't he? <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 85% mm-hmm. from the critics. That is based on 191 positive reviews to 34 negative. Do you want to hazard a guess at the audience reaction? Uh, 77. Oh, you'd know too bad. Another 3% and I would have given you the 80 they chose. Mm-hmm. Uh, internet reaction for volume 2 uh, 8 out of 10 based on 503,000 votes again rated highest amongst uh, women under the age of 18 and rated lowest for women over the age of 45 he's all kind of Broad- speaking, isn't he? <laughs> I know like this is quite a that should be a movie for women yeah like that you've got your strong female lead the movie ends. She's got her daughter back. She's she's fucking solved all her problems, and she's now become a strong mother figure. Yeah. Fucking that like that should be empowering to women over the age of forty five. Yeah, especially Beyonce loves it. She's all about <laughs> the fucking independent woman. Exactly. Um, Andrew Hazard, tell me. What? I was going to get you to hazard a guess. Which is a thing I'm saying far too often now. Um, critics, Rotten Tomatoes, percentage. Critics? Uh, 74. You're 10 off 84. Based on 194 positive reviews to 36 negative. And audience liked it a wee bit more actually. Oh. Um, they rated it 89%. That's all so maybe they thought the critics were a bit tough on it. You want some one-star Amazon reviews? Yeah. Uh, let's see, for the first one, uh, it received 31 one-star reviews out of 315. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've, I've, I've cherry-picked two. Let's see. Uh, this The review, the title of this review is Kill Quentin, Please. Oh! Uh, the review as follows. A tiresome, pointless movie. No plot to speak of. No characters you could give a shit about. And a load more of that supposedly clever and oh-so-risque mi- mixture of violence and humour that's just oh-so-pass. Pass? Aye, like P-A-S-S. Oh, Thank you, know. that's like oh-so-passe. Aye, plassy. Meanwhile, Tarantino rests on his fat wallet laughing at poor fools who will be stupid enough to watch volume two. Uh, Second review by Henan Schultzen. On Amazon, I read that the movie had Japanese language and English subtitles. Therefore, I bought it for use in my studies of Japanese, but in fact, only has spoken English. That's that's not the film's fault. (laughs) That's the, I know. That's the fucking websites. <laughs> uh, Kill Bill 2 one star reviews. 13 out of 168 reviews given. Uh, now this is this is a you have to sit down this is about three paragraphs here. Uh-huh. Uh, title Dross. Oh Scottish day. Aye. I hated the first Kill Bill but felt concerned uh, felt cornered into watching the second one in the vein that I hoped that it would improve. I was wrong. In fact, the whole thing went downhill even more. Brackets. 
And there was me thinking that would be impossible. Close brackets. <laughs> Thurman reprises her bland, robotic, I'm going to kill everyone and proud of it, role as the bride. Brackets. Even though she can't handle a katana properly to save her life. Close brackets. Carradine, I think, was hoping for a John Travolta-style res- resurrection uh, with Kill Bill 2 and fell on his arse flat with one of the most dull, lifeless and drawn-out performances I have seen, I have ever seen, brackets, flute-touted idiot springs to mind, close brackets. <laughs> too much talking, too drawn-out, too much padding, and just plain boring. The Kill Bill duo could have easily been made into a single two-and-a-half-hour film, but it would have still been crap. Oh. Avoid. <laughs> and our last review... Uh, simply titled Disappointed. Oh. Disc arrived, split in half, so I've yet to see the movie. Will be returning as soon as possible. <laughs> that doesn't qualify you to review it. <laughs> like, okay, if if the review was mandatory, Aye. but no, like, <laughs> just just wait till you get your disc and see it, pal. Maybe they were for North Korea. <laughs> everything's mandatory. Well, that's it. That's all you got. Like, aye. <laughs> Other than that, we have a website. Which? Website with over 100 hours of quality podcast entertainment. Oh. And it's all free. Is it? Aye, until we decide to start charging you for it. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> Fuck that's it. For this, right? <laughs> the first 100 episodes are now in a zip file and it'll cost you 100 pence. Oh, that would be easy enough. <laughs> um, we've got some articles on there. Reviews coming soon. I managed to review that uh, Buckaroo Banzai. What? Uh, wait, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. That's in shite. Which is a cult classic sci-fi film from the 80s starring Peter Weller, um, John Lithgow, Jeff Goldblum, a few other folk. That was all right. Mm. It's one of these things you watch and it just kind of sticks in your head. It was like three years before Peter Weller did Robocop. Oh, right. Where he was, uh, his character is more or less a neurosurgeon, kung fu master, um, there's a third one. Aye. Uh, lead, lead singer of like a, a fucking jazz rock band. And he travels the country in a bus full of fucking scientists called the Hong Kong Cavaliers. And, like, they have to save the alien race. Alien race? Uh, you can Aye. leave that one. I'll give you some one-star review for that. <laughs> the, the whole reason I ended up watching it again is because I got it as a review disc last year because it was a 30-year anniversary. Arrow gave it the, the full treatment. Uh-huh. And then I had seen that Kevin Smith's now develop it as a TV series. Uh-huh. It's been picked up. I think he had three potential networks wanting to... To make the show. So he says it's definitely getting made into a show. So he's planning a, a full series on it. Oh. Because the movie ends teasing a sequel. And a sequel was never made. So I think Kevin's planning on making a sequel into a television television series. Oh. So it kind of sparked my curiosity to actually watch it. And it's one of these films you watch it and you see basically everyone before they were famous. Oh, right. like, it even had Mike from The Walking Dead. It's just like a guy that worked in a hospital that gets his neck snapped. <laughs> but it was just like, it was Mike and he's young and he's got like fucking thick black hair. 
and his nose isn't as big. Remember Mike for The Walking... Not The Walking Dead. Breaking Bad. <laughs> like, sure, time to go to sleep. I was like, I can't even mind Eric called Mike The Walking Dead. Uh, uh, fucking Hitman Mike for Breaking Bad. Uh, he's in it. Uh, but he's just like just a, like a dude being a fucking extra in a movie for a day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> People should shop at Amazon. Yes. Through our link. You want to know what you can buy from Amazon? Oh, yes. Uh, to, to be on theme, I thought, fuck it, let's see if you could buy an, a, a fucking Hattori Hanzo sword yeah. on Amazon. Much. So upon searching, <laughs> you could buy a Hattori Hanzo uh, Bill's mini sword replica letter opener for nineteen ninety five. Oh god damn it. Imagine having that fucking sitting on your desk. It's the whole thing. It's it's in its uh, sleeve and it's on a little mounted display, and then you get your fucking gas bill in and you just fucking start shredding it. <laughs> if if nineteen ninety five is a little bit too much at your price range, you could also get an Hattori Hanzo mouse mat mm. for seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine for a Hattori Hanzo mouse mat. Now remember, Andrew, what? he made a twenty eight year oath with God to stop making this shit. Twenty seven. 27. So think, the fact that he's broke this off to make a mouse mat. <laughs> that's pretty fucking special. It means he's fell out with God a lot. Uh, it's like, right, okay, I'll let you away with making a fucking sword for that woman, but why, what's with the merchandise? Oh, you're, you're <laughs> what's with all these fucking letter openers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hattori, you meant something at one point, right. but now you're just... Slocking all this shit on Amazon. You're just a fucking sellout. <laughs> um, so yes, if you want to buy shit off Amazon, please visit Films and Swen first. Scroll to the very bottom of the page. You'll see the banner for Amazon. Click on that. It won't affect you at all. Do your shopping as normal. We get a small percentage kicked back to us. Yeah. And like, that actually, that's a big deal. If you've listened to this podcast for the, like the last two and a half hours and you've made it this far, next time you buy something on Amazon, tweet me at FAS Podcast. Tell me what you've bought. If I can match that on our records, like some dude just went and bought a fucking uh, Atari Hands Own Mouse Mat. Yeah. And if I can see in our records, you bought that, I will send you fucking two Blu rays through the post. <laughs> This is, I am seeing if anyone's brave enough to use our Amazon link. Yeah. I fucking double Blu-ray dare you. <laughs> it, it might be the first two discs out of a WrestleMania triple disc set. No. <laughs> Not giving you the last disc, but <laughs> like, if you're brave enough to fucking buy some shit on our Amazon link, I'm going to send you some shit in return as a good favour. <laughs> Change the word shit, because I'm going to change your mind. Aye. Stop sending us shit. <laughs> so yes, aye, fuck it. Like, trust us. Aye. Buy for Amazon link. Tweet us what it was. If I can match that with our records, you will be given two Blu-rays to, like, the first person that does it. Yeah. I'm not built of fucking Blu-rays. I'm not going to give you everything. You're not built of Blu-rays. Exactly. If everyone comes at me and says... They've bought all this stuff and said, that's great, we've made loads of money off Amazon, but now I don't have any Blu-rays. <laughs> I had to send you my fucking collection to all these people. 
other than Amazon, we do have Audible links yeah. on our webpage. If you like um, books and shit. Yeah, I, I, I've been listening to two at the moment. Aye. George Orwell's 1984. Right. Which is very bleak and depressing. Good. And I've also been listening to Stephen Fry's uh, narration of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, dear goodness. This is my uh, bedtime material for Cameron. Oh. So you're that lazy that you didn't even read him a story. You get fucking Okay, you get get Thomas the Tank Engine first. I I usually just let him leave a podcast on, but it's getting to the point where he's picking up words now. Oh, no. And none of my podcasts are safe for work. Just there's too much fucking cursing in the podcast that he's listening to with me now. Mm. Like, if it is fucking a, a Smodcast one or something else, but there's always so, like, so much fucking swearing. It's like, right, I need to play it safe. Okay, Harry Potter will do. Oh. So, both of those books are available on Audible. Yes. To join Audible, go to our website, scroll to the very bottom of the page, click the join one, or if you just want to buy an audiobook, click on the text link that says, I just want to buy an audiobook. Oh. And we get another kickback. And, like, the fucking difference in percentages when it comes to kickbacks on Audible compared to Amazon is fucking insane. <sighs> See? Andrew's fucking stressing <laughs> over that. Like, Just buy eggs for us. Aye. Like, that's, it's not costing you any extra money. No. You're just buying the shit you're going to buy anyway. But just go to filmsandswearing.com first. Yes. We love you a long time. God damn it. <laughs> that's Andrew being pummeled with Amazon sales receipts <laughs> I'm so being... it's needing to stretch right now <laughs> uh, other than that Facebook and Twitter all that is on our fa- on our fucking website top yeah. right corner yeah. click those links you'll find us easily enough and Andrew you need to tell our audience what they're going to be tuning into <laughs> next time on Films and Swearing uh, I don't know. The letter L that I text you on Friday saying, Hey, pal, think of a movie. Let's not be <laughs> the guy that thinks of the human centipede equivalent of L. Oh, I remember that message. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Please say last action hero. Please say last action hero. You, no way. Damn it. My powers of persuasion. Uh, Lord of the yeah, Flies. Okay. The part of me was like, you fucking moron, we done all those films. <laughs> like, fucking Lord of the Rings, like, no. And then you'd be like, the animated movie. And I would just hang up this call. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> okay, want, to do, uh, I want to do the Grindhouse version. <laughs> and it's like pure 12 years of sitting still and watching one film. That finishes with rigor mortis. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, we are uh, watching Lord of the Flies. Really? Let's see. What version? Is there multiple versions of this film, or is it just that one they showed you in high school? I don't care. I've not seen it. I don't even care what it is. <laughs> Andrew, you're the the worst person. Like, <laughs> do you have a collection of movies that you can look at? I but they're all in a drawer. And then they'll start with L. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There's one. But you have to tell me, dude, you want to change it to it. Oh, they can. Is it going to be worse than Lord of the Flies? <laughs> From director Harry Hook. 
You have to, uh, you have to fucking decide. I'm giving do you I do choice. it? Do I get to ask any questions prior? No. Do it's I know a roll the film? The, it's a roll of the dice. 50-50 chance is it going to be better or worse than fucking Lord of the Flies. Okay, go for it. Lesbian vampire killers. Okay, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably watch that before watching Lord of the Flies. Aye. Is it that it sounds more appealing. Like, I know that's, a, that's probably going to be an easier watch than Lord of the Flies. No. Lord okay. of the Flies will be distressing. I want to see what? Lord of the Flies, so we did Lord of the Flies. Bullshit, I, I took the chance. You took the chance, and I fucking decide that you didn't get a choice. <laughs> you picked two Kill Bill films, and I picked the fucking hell. <laughs> you know you change your mind. You were hoping for a negative reaction, and you got a positive one, and you exactly. can't handle it. Exactly, so it's got Lord of the Flies. <laughs> You're a horrible human being. Exactly. I want to see Bill Anyway, like, I'm is this still available anywhere? Yes. I'm going to have to go back to Mode High School and get a line of the fucking videotape <laughs> out of the English department. And... Well, you oh, well, I've seen it anyway, so... Uh, That's fine. I have no. I know what I'm in for. Good luck, Andrew. Thank you. Is it in black and white? No. How did it came? It came out in 1990. Oh, did it? Aye. <laughs> I like how you just like where the fuck that came into your mind it's like I, I, I probably thought it was like I wonder if there's even a film called this <laughs> by luck there was is it the one where all the bears are lost on an island and they eat each other yes uh, oh yeah, I want to see that film and then, okay so that's it then you've got fucking M to look forward to because it's got the and... flies I'm a classy bitch you're a classy bitch. Why the fuck do you own lesbian vampire hunters? I don't, I was lying. That popped into my head again. Wait, so you like, you made I... up an imaginary film that you pretended to own? <laughs> I wouldn't own that shit. It's like the worst <laughs> film ever. Have you seen it? Lesbian vampire killers? Yes. Oh, you shit. That's that's the one that's fucking James Corden and like the Gavin and Stacey guys. Alright, before they were properly famous. Yes, I remember that film. I've never seen it, but I just remember it being advertised. I've I've dodged a bullet, so it seems. Yes. But has Andrew? <laughs> we'll find so it in six months when I finally watch it. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where the podcast ends. Yes. I'm your host, Stu. Join me across the internet. I'm not a host anymore, see? Is my... Dick. My internet equivalent of Piggy. Up yours. You're (laughs) never going to eat me. (laughs) I'm going to hit you with a a podcast boulder called Lord of the Flies. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Yes, I am recording this. You're fine. You're safe. The boulder has passed. I would have ended your life if you were <laughs> But actually, before that, what? before we finish this, oh. let's do our list. Oh, fuck I. Okay, Andrew, easiest way. Do, would you... Shining is your number 10 in this list. Mm. Do these movies go past The Shining? No. Okay. I guess we have to r- rate them separately. Really, eh? No, just do them as a one-off. 
as the viewing experience of Kill Bill. Yeah. Okay. X-Men Days of Future Past. Would you watch that first? Yeah. Or Kill Bill? Okay. Get Rich or Die Trying or Kill Bill? Get Rich or Die Trying. Drive Angry. Kill Bill. Okay, so Kill Bill is going to number 15 on your list. For me, I would put it... Actually, about the same. No, well, mine ends up as number 16 on the list. I would watch Kill Bill before Elysium again. And that's with Whiplash above it. Mm. Okay, now we could end the fucking podcast. Yeah, so fuck off and tune in next week. Wish I kind of worked. Uh, I'm just getting my <laughs> text there, so. Who is? You. <laughs> Making me say things. Aye.